What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds, I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On today's show, got some news and notes from the NFL. As always, uh, we'll be breaking down the last two positions we have left for our draft prospects, the cornerbacks and the safeties. That shouldn't take very long. Uh, and then we get to start one of my favorite activities we do all year, and that is our mock draft. We'll probably get to at least half of it today, I would think, and then we'll finish um, all the second half on the show next week. Kevin, how you doing, my friend? Oh, living the dream. Uh, uh, we're a little late this week because I've been a bit under the weather. My daughter missed some school last week, uh, and we, me and my mom got it from her, so here we are living the dream you've been speaking of living you've been living under the weather for about half a year now it feels like yeah it sucks a lot um like i said i didn't get sick once for over two years now i've been sick four times in six months and it all comes from that when you have a bunch of left-wing idiots oh my gosh who shut down everything and now we've all been stuck inside and doing this, doing that. Nobody has any immunities built up. So the smallest of things now spread through schools and then come to my house. But let's put eight- more of them in office. Okay. Look, we could also keep politics out of the football show. We could, but I'm tired of being sick. Possible of I'm for you tired to do. of being sick, Bobby. Man, uh, I'm tired of Lamar Jackson saying that no one wants to pay quarterbacks. And yet... My man, Jalen Hurts, gets five years, $255 million, 179 guaranteed, and the first ever no-trade clause put in a contract for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I love it, man. How do you feel? About which? Him or uh, Lamar? The, the Eagles pay – I don't care about Lamar. The Eagles paying Hurts. It was smart. There's a, there's a lot of – when you really look deep into it, there's a lot of different things in there. As far as Lamar goes – the offer the Ravens at one point gave him was better than Hertz's. Right. More and money. he still continues to whine that he's being treated unfairly. Like I, I don't I don't know what to say about the dude. It's still gonna come down. He's either gonna play for the Ravens or nobody. That's that's probably what this is gonna turn out to be. For the Eagles, great contract as long as he lives up to it. It's a lot of money to spend on one player. Um the money is like I said, moved around all different ways and it's it's a little crazy, but uh, I mean, why not lock the guy up, keep him happy, keep him in camp? Yeah, uh, that's, that's the way to do it. And he's and he's not a whiny little baby like Lamar. So uh, any, I think he actually has an agent. He has a team of like four or five women that all work for him that Imagine do that. everything around him from his agent, his marketing, his PR, his everything. Um, and they got the job done, and Lamar. His mommy does everything for him and has just completely butchered this whole thing. And now we're talking about uh, people not coming to the Ravens. I forget who it was this week um, saying that part of the reason he didn't even consider the Ravens, he doesn't know what their situation is going to be. So, again, hold him hostage. Calais Campbell says he wanted to stay in Baltimore, but they told him straight up, because he's holding us hostage, we don't know if we'd have the money to pay you. So he walked. I'm just I'm just really tired of it. Eagles know how to do business. Baltimore used to. And actually, it's not them. Again, they offered yeah, him a, a, right. a bigger contract than what Hertz is getting. And but Lamar yep. is just 
a full. Um, and one thing I like in terms of the Eagles, Howie Roseman, the GM, got out ahead of this thing because getting this deal done before Burrow, before Herbert, because they're both up, very, very smart. Because <clears throat> now whoever's next says, I, I want more than Hurts. Yeah, right. And then whoever's third is going to say, I want more than that guy. So being first probably saved you quite a few bucks. So that was smart. Um, and I did some research uh, for this and found out that my thinking has been wrong. I was always under the impression that paying a quarterback and having that enormous contract uh, would be a detriment to your team because you don't have the money to build around them. However, I did a little research, Kevin, and um, six out of the eight of uh, the last eight Super Bowl champion um, teams had a quarterback not on a rookie deal. The only two teams out of the last eight seasons to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback on a rookie deal was Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs, who also won one after getting paid. And also the Eagles, when when they won in 2018, the combination of Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, they um they won right before they paid Wentz. So it's a fallacy, my friend. You can pay these quarterbacks and still win a title. Yeah, to a point, you can, but still, it's nice to have that money to spread elsewhere. Sometimes sure, you sure. have a little money, and all you need is the quarterback. You bring in Matt Stafford, who got really lucky for about five games and win a Super Bowl. But generally speaking, the less you can spend at any one position, the better it is for your all-around team. But you're correct. It doesn't preclude you from doing it. That said, it's nice, man. If you can, you have the rookie contract, the guy who's not playing like a rookie, and then all these other guys, you can buy all these other parts. But yeah, it certainly isn't a, a necessity or some golden rule. The only other topic or thing I want to touch on uh, the fact that yesterday came out a bunch of players on the Lions got suspended for betting on football. It's almost like we didn't just watch this happen with Calvin Ridley. Um, it makes zero sense. Two guys are suspended for a year for betting on the NFL. Two guys, including Jamison Williams, are suspended for six games because although they did not bet on the NFL, they bet on college, they did so in the Lions um, facility. So I just don't understand the idiocy that some people live with. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, and it seems a bunch of their staff was fired about a month ago because of it. Uh it's just odd. I don't know how why you're a multimillionaire. You've already got so much money. Why are you gambling so much in the first place? But two, how hard is it to just wait two hours till you go home? So you're either stupid or just don't care because you know the rules. After the Calvin Ridley thing, you know every single team has meeting after meeting, making sure that their their players understand how this works, and they still do it. So I don't think they're stupid. I just think they don't care. think they'll get away with it, and then they don't, and then they cry foul. In his defense, at least, uh, James Williams just said, yeah, I did it. Uh, shouldn't have. I'll take my punishment and move on. But it throws a little little wrench in, into the works for Detroit, one of our, our upstart teams that you and I adore. Certainly doesn't help that I have him for six games. Absolutely not, especially because he was gonna it was gonna be Amon Ross St. Brown and him, right? I think they brought in Marvin Jones like back again for his yeah. second stint in Detroit. But he's I mean Marvin Jones. Yeah, he's in Marvin his thirties now, so yeah, he's not the same. Right. right. So that I mean having Jameis Williams out there would have been 
Fantastic. Now, I don't know if those six games are going to entice uh, Detroit to take a wide receiver uh, early in the draft just to help bolster that offense. I'm not sure if that will affect that at all, but, uh, you know, time will tell. Well, they, they might have to because it, that's another thing. Some of these other players, their wide receiver room is decimated. It's like three of the guys were receivers. Granted, two of them were nobodies, but they're still depth guys yeah. and special teams. So they've got yeah. that. We're talking about two guys for six games, one guy for the whole year. They got they got to come up with something. But you're right. That's I don't point. think it's going to be a first rounder. But well, uh, they got two of them. I yeah, mean, imagine if, it could be if Njigba's sitting there eight. That or whatever. defense though needs enough work that I think they can deal without Jameson Williams for six games. But uh, I don't. I don't know. It's it's just like you said. As soon as we saw this, it's just like the stupidity level is just through the roof. All right. You anything else, or you want to move on to these cornerbacks? Uh, no, nothing too exciting got happened. Looks like the Redskins are sorry, the football team, the Commanders, whatever the hell they are, are finally actually getting sold. So that that'll be a good thing for the NFL, and maybe the Redskins can finally start uh getting back to their sellout streak instead of empty stand empty seats by the tens of thousands. Yeah, I've been to a, a Reds. I've been to a couple. Actually, they were the Redskins when I was there. A couple of those games, and I'm telling you, it was. Uh, I mean, we're talking sixty forty opposing team fans versus Redskin fans, yeah. and a third and of the seats are empty. Yeah, it's that crazy because people, younger people, don't have any idea what it's like when you and I were young. The Redskins were like the team in the NFL. They had that endless that the world the whatever record for most sellouts in a row for. 40, 50 years, whatever, and it was like a way of life, the Redskins. Not for me, personally. Now it's a joke. It was great for them because, you know, before the Ravens and before the Panthers, if you lived in Maryland, if you lived in Virginia, if you lived in even North Carolina, a lot of those those folks uh, were Redskins fans because they didn't have a home team. Right. So that was good. So Um, so that's good that he's going to be going and – other than that, not much more going on other than Russell Wilson flipping a golf cart. Well, I don't care about that. Could get really mm-hmm. hurt, though. It was pretty stupid. Well, at least he didn't bet on football. Oh, and one other thing. It's looking like uh, our boy Javante Williams is not looking good for the start of the I season. I don't. His whole career could be in peril here. Makes me so sad. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, I loved him. All right. Corners. Uh, for me, this might be the best group of corners top to bottom that have come out in a while. There's at least seven names that I've heard numerous places could possibly go in the first round. For me, usually it's between Christian Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon to be the top corner taken. For me, Christian Gonzalez is my guy. 6'1", 200 pounds, great size from Oregon, ran a 4'3", with a 41-inch vertical and 11-foot broad jump. He is super athletic. Um, obviously fast, and this guy is – he plays very, very smooth. I liked his film the most, um, and it's interesting because uh, he's sort of the complete opposite tape of Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida. You watch Anthony Richardson's first tape, I think it was against Utah, their first game of the year, and you're like, holy cow, this guy's going to be something, and then he fell off for the rest of the season. You watch the first game Christian Gonzalez played, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this guy's getting beat. He does not look good. But then he dominated after that. He gets in a receiver's hip pocket, and he he stays there. Uh, I love this guy. I think, for my money, he's the cute, the cornerback one in this class. 
I'll be honest. I didn't put a lot of effort into cornerbacks because none of these guys excite me because I based them all on sauce. You can't do that. Just watching it made me bored and just sort of like, eh, whatever. The only one I care about at all is Deontay Bank just because he's a Maryland man. I've seen some mocks that have him going in the first. I've seen others that have him falling mid-late second round. It's 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 very volatile uh, position here with drafting. I think a lot of it's going to go on if there's a quick run on them early, like an unexpected run. That you're right, you might have five or six of them taken in the first round. Probably not, but if teams start to panic and realize some of these guys aren't going to be there in a second, you might see a little run on a bunch of guys who are less than inspiring. So Banks is my seventh corner, uh, and. He is basically the same size as Christian Gonzalez. He's a little bit faster, a little bit more athletic, if you can believe that. He's one of the most athletic guys in the entire draft, if not the most. One thing I liked, his tape didn't jump out at me. I I wasn't overly impressed, but what I did like is he did a little bit of everything. He covered punts, he blocked kicks, and he's definitely not afraid to punch you in the mouth. He's a tackler. He tackles. Yeah, for sure. Now, Devin Witherspoon, he is probably most people's boards the number one corner. Uh, He put together one of the best seasons PFF has ever graded from a college cornerback. He only allowed 22 catches and 206 yards on the season. Um, And he is very, very feisty, and he's very physical, and he's going to annoy the receivers that he has to cover. Uh, Great dude, great player. Uh, I like him a lot. He's a little smaller. He only weighs about a buck eighty, five eleven. But uh, I think he makes up for it with his uh, aggressive play. Well, he better because he's definitely not the biggest fella, and he's not the fastest corner either. I think one of these guys, either Gonzalez or Witherspoon, is going to go in the top ten. Most likely, I, I I see about half and half everywhere. Um, and then another guy. He's my third. He's dropped as this draft process has gone on. He was a solid first rounder when this whole process started. Now he's, I don't even see him in the first round a lot. And that's Cam Smith from South Carolina. Uh, he's a buck 80 as well, but he's, he's six foot, a little bit over again, super fast, four, four, three, um, athletic. He got his hands on passes more frequently than any other cornerback in this class. And of his 70 targets over the past two seasons, he broke up 15 of them and picked off four others. So this guy gets his hands on the ball more than anybody else. He's very instinctive. And if you have a team that needs to create turnovers, uh, this is the guy. I think the Raiders were last in the league in turnovers. Uh, That's popping up in my head. I wonder, you know, if he does make it to the second round, because they're not going to take Cam Smith at seven. But if they make it to the second round, that would be a perfect guy for them. He also, you may or may not know, um, had the best quarterback rating against of this entire class of cornerbacks. He's good, man. And think about, he, you know, he's from South Carolina. So we got J.C. Horn, Stephon Gilmore. You know, there's a, there's a lineage there for uh, – for South Carolina. Well, why is he dropped so far? Because he's ninth, ninth, be, eighth or ninth in a lot of rankings. Yeah, man. I'll be honest. I don't know. And I think I don't know because I haven't read much on him lately because nobody's writing about him. I like him. I, I think he's going to be good. He's my third, he's my third ranked uh corner. If you had to bet, do you think Witherspoon or Gonzalez will go first? 
if I had to, man, well, I see Witherspoon going ahead of him, probably about oh, 60 wow. 40 in, in mocks. I know, I know, man. From I'm just, I would bet Gonzalez, that's who I have ranked higher, so <laughs> that's where I put my money. Works next guy me. on the list, super tiny Emmanuel Forbes, Mississippi State. He's six foot 166. I'll get thrown around. I know, I know. I thought the same thing about Devonta Smith, though. Now, granted, he's on the other side of the ball. Yeah, two but, different positions. But Devonta Smith is a an anomaly. Guys his size don't normally pan out. He is. That's why Forbes, for me, is down the list a little bit because I don't like betting on anomalies. But this dude had three pick sixes last year, uh, and he's got great anticipation, and he's not afraid to hit you either. Even though he's little, he will step up and help out in the run game. Uh, and I watched the the game against Alabama. Alabama rarely threw his way. They stayed away. Alabama stayed away from Forbes. So that's got to tell you something. You know, I, I I just I don't know. I just don't see how that size is going to work in the NFL. It's one thing if you're the receiver, they're not allowed to touch you. Mm-hmm. It's another thing, a D back that's just going to get going to be. Even if he likes to be aggressive, getting bowled over by running backs in the running game, getting knocked over by a tight end, getting this and that. And the other, just, he is fast. Imagine him trying man, to cover Debo Samuel. really light. What's that? Debo, imagine him trying to cover Debo Samuel. I know Debo just got tossed around like a ragdoll. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying the guy isn't going to have a career, but, man, I just it's it's hard to imagine today's receivers – him, him dealing with guys that are 210, 215, 220 pounds who are just as fast as he is. He's just, I, I just, it's just hard to imagine. Uh, I agree. And and it's, you know, if you want to go the opposite of the spectrum, my very next corner I have is Keely Ringo yeah, from Georgia. 6'2", 207. And he also ran a 4.36. Now his 33-inch vertical kind of threw me because you think a guy – um, that big running that fast would be a little more explosive, but uh, he's strong. He's very physical. Um, he's got decent ball skills. And the the knock on him, though, is going to be, is he going to be able to – I think people are worried his physicality is going to get in the way and he's going to get too many penalties at the NFL level and, you know. Might end up being a safety. Same with the next guy I'm going to talk about, Joey Porter. Right, and he's definitely – Ringo's got the size uh, to be a safety. But it, it also, if you think about where he's coming from, Georgia, we just talked about South Carolina. Um, Stokes and – was it Eric Stokes uh, and, and Tyson Campbell both went last year in the top 33 picks. So both of Georgia's corners got drafted, you know, one in the first round, one the first pick of the second. Um, so, again, NFL teams are going to look at this and be like, all right, Georgia's pumping out NFL caliber corners. Ringo's just going to be the next one up. Yeah, all these guys are going to go by mid second round. Oh yeah, for sure. Top fifty picks, I'd say. Yeah. And then uh, last one I got is Joey Porter Jr. He a lot of a lot of guys like him more than me. Six two one ninety five, four four six forty. His obviously his dad is Joey Porter Senior. So a lot of people like mocking him to the Steelers because that's you know fun and makes you feel fuzzy on the on the inside he's very aggressive loves to play press which makes sense because he's got length and he's strong uh, he only gave up 143 receiving yards all season last year 
But uh, I don't know, man. He's going to have to go to the right team. If he goes to a team that plays zone, that's not that's not in his wheelhouse. If you notice, he did not go through the corner drills at the combine, which was probably smart because he's a man corner. He's not going to look good doing zone turns and doing you know the 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 backpedal weaves and all that stuff because that's not his game. Now, if he goes to a team that they just want to put him out there and have him lock down a corner, play man all day, he'll be fine. He'll be good. He'll be successful, but I don't know. Well, I, I don't like one-trick ponies, and that's kind of what he is. You know, it's funny. Almost all mocks, he goes third. But yeah. I see about – I've seen one or three that had him first. That's silly. I know. I think it's just people doing that just to create a little buzz for their, their picks. But then they look like if it actually happens, they look like freaking geniuses. When they don't, they say they can just say, "Oh, well, I was just you know, throwing that in out there." But yeah. uh, yeah, he he should he'll definitely go first round, probably mid. Yeah. Um, and as deep as the corner class is, safety class is that shallow yeah, there's because nothing. there's only going to be one guy that goes in the first round, yep. uh, and that's Brian yep. Branch from Alabama, and that's if he goes. And honestly, that's if he's a safety. There's been a lot of talk about him uh, playing in the slot, which he did a lot at Alabama. Uh, he's only six foot one ninety, so he's you know not this big bruising safety that's going to you know live in the box playing against the run. Not that he can't, because he definitely can. He's a great tackler. Uh, he didn't test very well; only ran a four five eight forty. Um, yeah. But that being said, he reminds me of sort of like a you know not as talented but will anderson you know another alabama player that they don't wow you with what they you know with their moves and this and that but they just get it done they're really great football players uh, and even for being as, as slow as he ran he's covering guys constantly he's not like he's getting smoked all the time he's he's right there you know with the receivers and you know stay in their hip pockets so um I think Brian Branch is going, and they called him Little Saban out on the field, Nick, little Nick Saban, uh, coach out there for the defense. So I think he's going to end up, especially if he gets a good spot, I think he's going to be a very good football player, regardless yeah, that's a, of the That's a big size. thing. I think it's going to depend so much on the team, what defense they run, and what he's actually, they expect him to do right away. But he is, he's sharp. And then the only the other one I got. Oh, go ahead. Well, the only other ones, really, Antonio Johnson, that's even going to yep. go in the first two rounds. But then pretty much everybody's third is Jordan Battle, all for, also from Alabama, just not nearly as high. Yeah, think about that, man. It's Alabama, it's, it's not fair. Yet they lost two games last year and weren't even in the. Uh, I know. CFP. Or Wild. CF. Whatever CFP. it is. CFP, college football playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, it's CFP. CFP. You got it. That was I tough. College football letters are difficult. So boring. All right. Anything else for you here? No, that's about it. Awesome. Uh, all right. So for our mock draft that we're going to do before we got on here, we decided I'll do the odd numbered picks. You will do even. We are allowing trades. Uh, the compensation. We we got to give up the compensation. Um, I'm a stickler for that. But uh, oh, and we are we are picking as what we think the teams could do, not necessarily what we would do in that situation, because that mock draft would look crazy and way different, probably be more accurate. But um, anyway, I'm very, very excited for this. Uh, and anything else? No. Am I missing anything? No, sir. 
Um, the thing we wanted to mention that we are going to do this based on what we think will happen, most likely, right. not necessarily what we wish would happen. Right. Because I still want to see Anthony Richardson go first. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. You don't even think he's a good player. You can't you can't rain on my parade. I want it to happen. I don't. You're right. If they hadn't made the trade, I don't think he should go first. But since they did, I think he should. Okay, whatever. Go big or go home, thing? Robert. You ready to get this thing started? You tell me. Okay. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> all right. The Carolina Panthers are on the clock <laughs> with the first overall pick after trading away the farm and DJ Moore. And they are going to take, although I'm not a, I don't agree with it, Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama. A lot of people uh, love his play style, although he is small. Um, there was a the S2 cognition test, which I guess is now uh, the new Wonderlick, and he got a 98% on it. And I know uh, Frank Reich is going to love that. He is Bryce Young is famous for being able to pick up the playbook and you know scouting reports very very quickly. Smart smart kid, and uh, he's going to Carolina number one. That's where all the buzz is. He's the betting favorite. And he's most likely going to be expected to start from day one. Absolutely. And they put some old but solid weapons around him now. Yeah. Um, I think weapons. That, that, that'll, that'll help. It's going to help him learn the game and give him some guys that actually can run routes, guys that are going to be where they're supposed to be. I'll give it to him because I told you two months ago I thought they had the worst roster in the league, but I don't necessarily think that anymore. Uh, you know, you know, I think they got they have some pieces there. So at right, two, yeah, I don't care what anybody says. I'm uh, all this hype about them not taking a quarterback in Houston. I still think it's a crock. I think that they're going to do it. So I'm sticking with it, and we'll throw them your boy Stroud because I think that's who will go second. All right, you know I like that. The I tell you what though, and Stroud is my number one QB man. On that same S2 cognition test, did you see what Stroud got? I did not. Okay, Bryce Young got a 98. My boy Jake Hayner, who I was talking about from Fresno State several weeks, probably several months ago now, got a 96. Will Levis a 93. Your boy Anthony Richardson got a 79. Our guy Hendon Hooker a 46. CJ Stroud 18%. Yeah. Now, doing well on this does not guarantee success. However, flunking this thing is almost like a hundred percent. You are not going to make it at the NFL level. And that scares me to death with Stroud. I guess we're, I guess we're going to find out here, buddy. I know, man, I don't like it one bit. All right. So I'm up then with Arizona. Uh, They have a lot of needs. Well, quarterback is not one of them, but I don't think anyone is going to want to trade up with them or at least give them something they're looking for as far as compensation goes. So for me, I know Arizona is a very popular trade uh, out candidate. We see it a lot in our in mock drafts. I'm not doing it. I'm not buying it. I am going to give them the safest defensive selection in my mind, and that is Will Anderson, the edge player uh, from Alabama. So there's pretty much about maybe one out of every 20 mocks that doesn't have Will Anderson going there. It's just, you're right. It's the safe pick. It's the guy that 
seems has a, an extremely high floor and an extremely high ceiling and hard to go when wrong you, with him. When you have over 200 quarterback pressures in three years, man, I, that's impressive, man. You are getting it done. And that kind of production very often translates to the NFL. And he's a beast. And again, doing it at Alabama in the SEC. So, uh, yeah, a beast. Well, well done, sir. Thank you. It's funny because these first four are pretty much like the same four guys that go in every mock because everywhere I see now has Levis going to the Colts. So that's uh, what I'm taking. Okay. I'm not I'm not buying that. I just think that's way too early for him. There's yeah, a lot I, of smoke. I imagine for not Indy. taking a quarterback. I think it's good. It's not necessarily that they even want to. It's that Ursay is going to make them. Well, that's a fair point. I just don't know why he would want to make them do it for a lesser caliber. Because he's um, Al Davis now. He thinks he knows everything, and he makes the football moves, and you either listen to the owner or he'll bring in a new GM. Now, I don't have the Detroit Lions pick because it's an even number. It is next. Uh, but what what would you say if Detroit called Indy and said, hey, I want to give you, I don't know, uh, whatever their second round. I know they have two second round picks, I believe, but uh, – We'll we'll give you. Let me find it here. I got it somewhere. Uh, pick forty eight or even fifty five, and jump up so that we could take Jalen Carter. You think uh, Indy would drop those two spots because Seattle's not going to take Levis? No, they and, definitely. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I if I was Detroit, I'd just be banking on the fact that Carter's going to fall anyway. Maybe, but Seattle. You think you think Seattle's going to let Carter go by them? I don't know. I've seen some things where they take him. Well, I'll tell you right now, you know what? I'm up on Seattle, and he, he does fall. Jalen Carter is going to make it because I keep hearing about Tyree Wilson. Quite a few NFL teams have him as their number one edge player, sort of like, you know. They do. Aiden Hutchinson was the guy until all of a sudden he wasn't the guy and Trayvon Walker was. And oddly enough, ridiculous, he went number one. So we're going to have Tyree, Tyree Wilson go here, even though it's not ahead of Will Anderson. But um, we'll have him go to Seattle, and you are up with Detroit. No, I've seen that a lot. I think they're big on Wilson. I don't think that's like – I don't think that's even remotely a stretch. Um, and I think the last place that Jalen Carter needs to go is a place uh, – like like there where where you are just allowed to just do whatever you feel like and then there's no real rules and just go I just I just don't think that'd be wise. However, I think him going to Detroit would be brilliant. And that's where he's gonna go. Because there we have a team now with some new leaders and Campbell is gonna make sure he stays straight. And I think it's a working man's town. And I think that's the place he could really thrive. I think there's going to be rules. I think that teammates will help keep him in line there. And boy, oh boy, all of a sudden, the one thing they really need is just handed to them. So think about this. Um, the Can you imagine if you are Detroit and the best player really hands down in the whole draft falls to you at six? At six. That's – I mean, that's Larry Tunsil, right? And Larry there's not Larry many Tunsil. teams better – 
I mean, atmospheres that you can think of in the league that maybe he would thrive more. Where else could he go? Like KC, I guess he'd do Randy Reed's great with players. But going to Pete Carroll, that's just a recipe for disaster. Anybody that goes there with issues ends up having more issues. Uh, it's too, too lax there up in Seattle. That's what I'm saying. This guy needs yeah. some kind of structure because left to his own devices, he is a ticking time bomb. Uh, yeah. Uh, hard to imagine him on one side, Hutchinson on the other side. What, 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 who are you, where are you going to go against this defense? And they still have another, another number one pick coming up. All right. Oh, yeah, man. That's, and uh, not just them, but uh, what was it? Malcolm Rodriguez. Oh, uh, yeah. The beast. Rookie linebacker step up came out of really nowhere. And I mean, dominating last year. All right. I'm up the Raiders. number seven, Las Vegas. Obviously, they, you know, they're linked to a quarterback a lot. It ain't happening here. I can tell you that. Don't want Anthony Richardson. Uh, not definitely not at seven. For me, I think we're gonna go O line, bolster that group. They get the pick of the litter. Uh, and I think we're gonna go Paris Johnson here. Ooh. Paris Johnson, the wow. uh yeah, tackle. From Ohio State. Wow. Many people have him as their number one offensive tackle. It's usually either him or Skaronsky. And I think Vegas is going to go with um with Johnson. I, I like Johnson a lot. I think he's my what is he, my third uh offensive tackle. He's big. He didn't allow a single sack last year. Great size, great length, quick feet. He can move. So let's do it, Las Vegas. Wow, that makes this almost a no-brainer then. For Atlanta? Yeah. Where'd you think uh, Vegas was going to go there? I didn't necessarily know. A lot of things still have a quarterback going there. The Jimmy G's just the just a stopgap. I don't think that. I think Jimmy G's still a stud and should be around for a while. Um, but a lot of, a lot of teams have a quarterback going there, maybe an offensive lineman. But we're going to go Mr. Anthony Richardson then to Atlantic. I've seen a lot of mocks have him go there, that they do not trust Ritter. And if he fell this far, they would go. I've seen some, a lot of, some saying not a lot, some that if Richardson is taken before him or Levis are both going, that they might trade down. But if either one of them is still there, they'll take them. You're telling me with only one tackle gone with. Yes. Edge player still on the board with their pick of corner. Yeah. You think they're going to go Anthony Richardson? I do. I, like I said, I've still seen, I've still seen a mock here and there that has Richardson going number one that this whole Bryce Young just a smoke screen. You're a smoke screen. He ain't going number one. I mean, what does that mean? I'm a smoke screen. All right. I am up number nine, Chicago Bears. If this is how the draft plays out, there's just, Nothing that can convince me that they're not going to take Peter Skaronsky. Yep. He goes there on about 98% of all just, mock drafts. I don't do it or, and, and I don't even like it whenever people mention, well, he's Northwestern. He's right there in Chicago. Keep him home. I, I don't care where he's from. He could be from the University of Maine. It just makes so much sense. They The Bears have given up 58 sacks two years in a row, and they just got, they got to protect. Justin Fields and make holes for their running backs. So I just, I can't not do that. It has to be Skaronsky here. I agree wholeheartedly with this. Um, 
I saw something that he has like one of the highest PFF grades and again in like college football history. He, the guy is just those guys again, the super high floor, super high ceiling, gonna be there forever. They've got a young team. And this could really be the not the start, but the continuance of a team that could matter for the next six to seven years, right? Yeah, I, I tell you what, man, I, I don't know how, where these trades are coming because well, I you know, talked about a Detroit hopping up to take Carter at four. I like I had a trade in my mind. If this if Anthony Richardson was still here, I was going to have Tampa Bay call you with the Philly pick right now and say, hey, how about you move down to 19? I'll give you pick 50 in this year's draft and we'll flop third round picks. So Philly moves up for Tampa to take Anthony Richardson. Well, so up. let me get this straight. Me giving him to the Falcons at eight is unheard of. Crazy. Insanity. What mm -hmm. the world may explode. Hell freezeth over. But him going two spots later, we'll trade the earth. We'll move heaven and earth to trade up to get him at 10. We're moving heaven and earth. We're just moving a second round pick and flipping thirds. But uh, for, two Mayfield, for two Baker spots. For two spots. Baker Mayfield and or Kyle Trask. They are not the answer in but Tampa. But Desmond Ritter is. I listen. You know, last year I liked Desmond Ritter. He was my what was he my second ranked quarterback? Yeah, I had Kenny Pickett not, one. I had Ritter two. That's not surprising. That's not surprising. I think, I think Ritter's look. He start what he start for four years in Cincinnati. Solid leadership skills. I think Ritter's going to be okay. Not great. Not great. It's just the hypocrisy of it all with you. It's a different team, Kevin. If it if if Tampa was or if Atlanta was picking somewhere else. I don't know what to tell you, Kevin. It's Atlanta's a team. I don't think Atlanta needs a quarterback as much as Tampa does. Yours. I'm about ready to draft Todd Heap. Oh, don't threaten me with a good time. What a classic. Oh, that was so fun. That I still get happy, happy, joy, joy feelings from that. Well, you have issues. I, um, I can't argue that. One issue you have right now is finding out what Philadelphia does. This is so hard. Because the thing I want to do, I don't know that they'll do. But man, I every you want to give every time I look now, you want to give him a job. I, I want to so bad because everywhere I look now, it's like it comes from this angle and then that angle, and then it comes out of Philly that they're hearing it, and it's just over and over again that he's going there. Then I'm like, and then Bijan. I see this thing yesterday of these uh, rankings, and 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 this uh, one site ranks the Philly backfield right now as the 32nd ranked backfield in the freaking league right now. Oh, that's silly. God, I love Rashad Penny. Maybe I love, love Rashad Penny too, but they factor in the fact that he plays five games a year. Sure, sure. So, you know, Philly, they're famous for the big boys, right? Defensive linemen. There's, you know, some edge players here you could take. Offensive linemen, I mean, I obviously, they there's need. some tackles. Corner. Bradbury and Slay aren't getting any younger. They have your choice of corner here. Does anyone want to trade up for a corner? But again, it's not necessarily what I think we what we think they need. Right. But it's I keep just. Are, am I wrong that are you not hearing these and seeing these things too? Hundred percent. But listen, nineteen eighty six or eighty seven is the last time Philly spent a first round pick on a running back. I know it's so hard to imagine. But if they had not, had if had they had not brought in Penny. I'd say this was a freaking no-brainer. Like, there's no way they're not taking him here. But how often have the Eagles had an 
a, a gift of a t- top 10 pick. I mean, it's extra, right? It's house money. They can do whatever they want here because they have their first round pick still. This is just icing on the cake. Okay. Well then that you just, you just sold me. <laughs> B John. Oh, I don't have to like it, but he is, well, you know, he is, everyone. dude. I've watched him a little bit more, some more things, like actual, not just highlights, like a, like a part of a game. He just looks like a man amongst boys. I know it'll be different at the NFL level, but maybe not. And in that offense, if they actually let him cook a little bit and don't pull the Miles Sanders treatment on him, I mean, you're talking about the best offense in the league all of a sudden is better. Yeah. I mean, better. I mean, can you imagine their offense being any right. better than it was last year? They're going to be freaking unstoppable. They got two of the 10 best receivers in the league, two of the top 15. You maybe have a top five running back. You have a top five quarterback. You have a top 10 tight end. Uh, the best offensive line. Five. Now, Grant, there's been changes along that offensive line, but you know they're going to be a top 10 unit at least, I would think. Oh, yeah. They were one last year, right? Yes. Man. I'm sorry I did that, dude. But I mean, like I said, if if I did wasn't hearing and seeing it everywhere, I wouldn't think it. But okay, I'll tell you. Well, Bijan's only gone on two visits. He only visited two teams: Philly and Tampa Bay. So, I'll tell you a secret. Don't tell anyone. If they take Bijan there, I, I'm not. I I'm not upset. It was. It's just How so much fun be? to think about. I know it's so much fun. As good as they are, like you said, this just make this literally makes them better. You don't always want to take a running back that early, but if it's a if it's a clear need and something that could really put your team over the top, why not go for it? Like you said it's a luxury pick. They shouldn't mm-hmm. even have this pick, but they do. All right. So Tennessee, they miss out on all of the quarterbacks. They hate Ryan Tannehill for some reason. <clears throat> uh, Malik Willis hasn't panned out. And I really want to give them a wide receiver here because they desperately need one. It's just hard for me to think Mike Vrabel's going to do that with his mindset and how they play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think as much as I want to give them Jackson Smith and Jigba, not going to happen. I'm going to give them Broderick Jones, offensive tackle from Georgia. This dude is a monster and probably the most talented um, offensive lineman we have left. Now, yeah, I think he only started for a year. He's got learning to do. I, I don't think he's reached his ceiling. And uh, I think he will be a perfect fit in Tennessee. He just made himself a lot of extra money in your world because don't don't see him going that high very often. Well, it's, it's usually him or Dewan Jones is usually the – I'm saying that. It would be great for him off. if you're right because that's yeah. – every. I mean, the, the numbers for all these slots are pretty much set in stone. So every slot you go ahead of another, that's that much more money you're you're automatically going to make. Do you see them taking a wide receiver there at eleven as much as yeah. they need one? I've seen a lot of a lot of mocks where they have. That's what's going. Um, All right, well, this is exciting for you. You get to make your second pick for the Houston Texans as they are picking twelve. I do. You took your QB, so you don't need that. Here could be your wide receiver. Here is my wide receiver, Mr. Quentin Johnson. What? You're insane. Nope. You're telling me that you have you drafted CJ Stroud, who went where? Ohio State. And who is his number one receiver? Well, technically this past year. Two years ago. Right. Right. Two years ago. With Garrett Wilson and yeah. Chris Olave on the same team. 
right? JSN was the number one receiver on that squad for CJ Stroud. You have a chance to hook him back up with his guy and continue that, that companionship in Houston. And you said, no, I, that's correct. I took Johnson because he's a, a Texas boy and he's bigger. I like big receivers. And I think the Texans will too. I don't. Maybe he'll make him smarter. Make him smarter? Well, you said that C.J. Stroud is stupid earlier. Oh, gosh. That poor guy. All right. I like my pick. I'm I'm, I'm throwing off here just a little bit. I, uh, man, I just had JSN there. I thought it was perfect uh, for that to happen. But uh, it was not to be, I guess. All right, so now I am up at 13 with the Jets. I like them to stay here. I don't think they'll uh, they'll trade back. They went in the first round last year and got our boy Sauce Gardner. And right now, I cannot believe that a corner has not been drafted. They have their pick. And can you imagine having Christian Gonzalez lined up across from Sauce? Now, that's not their their biggest need uh offensive line you know every team can use offensive line help but especially the jets they like drafting big boys as well um but i'm not seeing it here when you got the number one corner in my opinion left on the board you hop on that and you hop on it quick so they now have two lockdown corners in uh in new york for gangrene and i like that a lot you're taking Gonzalez over Witherspoon. I am, yeah. I mean, I just, you know, we just talked. He's my number one. Corner. Right. I think his play style is closer to Sauces than Witherspoon is. Fair enough. I'll buy that. So then that brings me to the Patriots. And the Patriots love to trade down. Is there anything exciting you'd see in here that you think of a team that would like to move up to here? Here's the problem. It's the talent of the guys that are left. It's not right. the fact that teams don't want to trade down. It's what player is going to force a team to trade up. Honestly, the only player that I have left worth trading up for, in my opinion, is Jackson Smith and Jigba. So if you have a wide receiver needy team, I mean, Green Bay, do they want to hop up one spot to take him? No, but I I, I put him or Witherspoon because there's a lot of teams that are – He's already going past where he's probably going to go anyway. You would have no, fine. What's that? What did you say about Witherspoon? Witherspoon's already past where he would have went. So I was just saying he's – they're gotcha. the yeah, two yeah. guys I think yes. that teams okay, would trade gotcha. up for. Do, are your Ravens trading up for JSN? The problem with the Ravens has they don't have much Amy. to trade with. They don't have much right. to barter with. I, I don't know how they can do it. I've looked and looked at some scenarios, and like when you have, when you don't have any, any anything to barter with, it makes it very difficult to barter. You have you have to have something valuable, and they have almost no draft capital. You you know how um, the Saints last year traded up to take Alave. What because trading up for a wide receiver doesn't happen often. Yeah, man. What if Buff? What if Buffalo did it? Now that's a big jump, but can you imagine? You already you immediately with Diggs on one side and JSN on the other, you have two of the 
premier route runners in the league because that's what JSN. I'd buy what you're selling, but I can't imagine the Patriots doing it with them. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Good call on that. So you're saying put that? So then I'm going to put a guy that I've seen in a couple mocks, him going there, Luke Van Ness. Yep. Something they need. They need edge. Uh, Like I said, I've seen a few different places him going there. He's the kind of guy that I think Belichick likes and uh, he'll do his thing. Uh, I can't believe he didn't go Witherspoon there. No, they need. They need. He. They. They got those corners. Got Joy drafted three or four corners last year who did well this year. I don't true. think that's a, that's a true need that they have. That's they remember. That's cornerback university. You go to the Patriots. You could be. They could pull some couple guys off the street on the way to the stadium, and all in three weeks they're freaking like second team All Pro corners. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. But um, man, I just. They don't. The Patriots don't always draft for need anyway. I don't know. No, what, they don't. But uh, no I, 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 I said I've seen him go there. That he just likes him, likes his style, likes his whole thing. And you know, you never know what Belichick's going to do, dude. He might completely I, trade out of it. All right. So I'm up. Green Bay. Uh, they have. They they got quite a few needs: wide receiver, safety, tight end, um, edge. I I wouldn't have minded Van Ness here. I know Miles Murphy's still out there. But there, do they even have a tight end on their roster that you can name? Uh, I'm not sure that they do because they got who is it there now. I don't right. even know. That's what I'm saying. Robert Tunyon is no longer there. Uh, their starting tight end right now is Josiah DeGuara. Okay, yeah, he's he's not the guy, and all the tight ends in what is a very talented class are still out there. So I am going to go. That direction, I'm going to pass as fun as it would be to give them a wide receiver to sort of stick it to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to pass on that and take a tight end. And I am going to take not my top tight end in the draft, uh, but I'm going to give them Dalton Kincaid. The pass catching kind of a phenom as far as tight ends go from Utah. He's quick. He's athletic. He's got some serious hands uh, in my notes. I wrote a, a that he's tough with the ball in his hands. Is he a little less angry George Kittle? So um, I like I, this matchup. Jordan Love is going to need some help. Yeah. He's going to definitely need some pass catching, uh, you know, someone over the middle, down the seam, and Kincaid's going to help him out there. I'd say more mocks now than not have Kincaid going first tight end. I agree with you. And they're tight ends. It's a volatile thing. It, it might be genius. It might be a total flub. Who knows? But the dude can play. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, Washington is being gifted a pick right here. You got that right. But seriously, how messed up is this? Rodgers is going to go. And now Green Bay this year will probably finally do what he's been asking for for the last five, six, seven years. They're going to finally bring in some pass catchers the year he leaves. But on their behalf, and I don't necessarily agree with what I'm about to say, but just playing devil's advocate, is when you have Aaron Rodgers, look at Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid didn't load him up with weapons this year, and they won a Super Bowl, right? You got Aaron Rodgers. He should be able to make it happen with whoever they put out there. That's, I think, part of the problem that's been all along. When you have Aaron Rodgers, you feel you can bring in subpar pass catchers, and he's going to make them great. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's done it throughout his career. He always, every time a one left, a new number one started. One left, a new number one right away. But lately, right. it's just not 
I don't know. It's just been different. Right, and it's Rogers. He's not what he once was. He's still badass, but he's not what he once was. So Washington on the clock, man, with their new owner, their new everything, and and, and Ron Rivera. This this guy could maybe save his freaking his career here. Mister Devin Witherspoon is having no way. Washington. If this happens, they don't take Devin Witherspoon. It's impossible. Impossible, right? It's they will no be way. licking their chops. They'll have the card already ready, just ready to sprint up. The only chance that that wouldn't happen is if somebody came calling a, another cornerback needy team and like i don't know maybe minnesota or somebody no. and they just offered them the world to jump up there make them an offer they can't refuse my gosh would that be oh mm, that would be that'd be phenomenal for them yeah it sure would all right oh now the now, squealers yes yes i am up here i i think this is i I mean JSN. I can't believe he's still he's still here. But I also, with Pittsburgh's needs, I can't see myself taking him. And like I said, here we go. I'm I'm they uh, they could use a corner, and I'm staring right at Joey Porter Jr. to Pittsburgh, where his dad played. But uh, I'm not buying into that. I've seen him more banks. A lot of them going to Pittsburgh. Um, say it again. Oh, him or Banks? Yeah. I'm actually not even going to go corner. I think their bigger need is on the offensive line. And I think there's one or two guys left. I'm going to give them Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. Huh. He is a uh, monster of a man. And uh, he can pass block. He can run block. Uh, they'll love He's him six, there, too. Yeah, 6'5", 333 pounds. Um, uh, He's, he's he going to be an instant celebrity in Pittsburgh. He shut down Will Anderson. So, um, I, you know, that's obviously you see something like that on tape and you can't help but fall in love. So, Darnell Wright to Pittsburgh feels good to me and obviously to you as well. So, let's do it. Wow. Now, oh, Detroit again. You got both Detroit picks. Wow. Wow. I mean, look. Let's see. So who who do you take? You took um, Jalen Carter fell to him. Oh man. Okay. Are you? Oh, we we had this talk when we just talked about Jamison Williams about how maybe they'll be forced to take a wide receiver. They have, to, they have the number one guy. How on the could board. you not? If he drops to eighteen, how could you not do it here? It's almost man. That would be tough not to. Honestly, that is. It's it's not an immediate need for them. They have bigger needs elsewhere. But, gosh, but they already got Jalen Carter. They got a bunch more picks coming up. Who was our Who was our comp for Amon Ra? Or uh, never mind, I just ruined it. I was just who Who was our comp for um, Jackson Smith and Jigba? And it's Amon Ra. They just have two of them out there. Dude, would that instantly that, become, as of Game Seven, the top wide receiving unit in the league? I don't think. Well, really, Amon Ra, top five back. to seven guy, Jameson Williams, who might be. And then all of a sudden you throw in JSN just for good measure. And I don't think any of them's over six foot or six one. I don't know if it's going to matter. Might not, especially with that offense they run. I don't know, man. I mean, where where else would you go? Would you take corner? King here? You take a corner? Who? Yeah, I, I don't know which one I'd take. Corner. None of them excite me as as much. 
probably Miles probably Murphy banks down on the D line. Yeah, god damn. I just I just oh, man. I'm taking JSN. Wow. The rich get richer. That's it. You you're 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 fond of that. He is the best player on the board. For me, it's I'm not even sure it's close. Yeah, he I I had to get it there. And man, that fills in for six games, get his feet wet, then Jason Williams comes back. Boy, you got who do you cover? Well, they should have tried to cover them all, but I'm not sure that's going to be very easy. Wow. Um, so you got Tampa. Yeah, I know. And talk about not being easy. Talk about a team that I, has needs everywhere besides wide receiver. Right. There's definitely no quarterback. They're not going hand and hooker here. Uh, I feel like I'd with all those holes, I feel like I'd love to trade back. But what player left is making people call? You know, you call on to trade up for Manuel Forbes? I don't think so. I think the I think the only ones left that anybody's maybe thinking about going up for would be Hendon Hooker. Maybe Zay Flowers for a team that's unbelievably wide receiver needy. Yeah, um, but so even small. then, really, why? Yeah, he's he's small. I don't. I don't but think I think I'll it's buy almost it. would have to be a quarterback at this point. I would say Hooker would be the only team, and I'm nobody's giving up the farm for it. It's going to be something like we swap first and seconds or something. I don't know, something like that. Man, Brian Branch would be nice here. Just having a nice, solid football player uh, to help run that defense. I think we might have a situation that we just had with. Detroit, where you're just going to take the best guy available. And for me, I think that might be Miles Murphy. It's either it's either him or it's Osiris Torrance. I, I don't know why we don't have more. I, is he going much in mock drafts that you're seeing in the first yeah. round? Osiris Torrance. Yeah, towards the end. Yeah, but I don't feel like there's there's much hoopla surrounding him. But I think, you know. In real life, I think he's going to go in the top 20. You know what? That's what I'm doing. Tampa Bay's offensive line, let, let me read it to you. Tristan Worfs at left tackle, um, Luke Kadecki at left guard, Ryan Jensen at center. All right, we're good. Then we have Nick Leverett and Matt Filer on the right side. No, no, no. Osiris Torrance is going there. I feel good about this now. Fair enough. They're going to take that monster, monster guard uh, from Florida. And he's going to play immediately as soon as he steps into across the, the town limits into into uh, Tampa. He is going to be there. He started three seasons at Louisiana. He had an 88 PFF grade. The dude's almost 350 pounds, but can still move. Uh, and uh, one of my favorite things, and I brought this up when we went over offensive linemen, was um, I saw him get bull rushed one time when he lost. It was Jalen Carter, and three plays later. Uh, Torrance blew Carter four yards off the ball. So, all right. I was a little nervous about that for a minute, but now I feel good about it. Good. Very good. Uh, you want to make this 20th pick, the last one for, for this uh, this session? We can. How long have we been on? Uh, we're closing in on an hour. Okay. 20 is fine with me. Sweet. So, at 20, I'm going to take a guy that they need some defensive line help. I'm taking Kalijah Cansey. He's, Hold on, Seattle. They took Tyree Wilson, right? And uh, edge guys, yeah, right. And now we're going Kalijah Cansey. I see. That's uh, you know what I like about you, Kevin. 
you're willing to adapt because when we went over D Lyman, you weren't even sure you knew who Kalaja Kansi was. And here yeah. you are making him a top 20 guy. Yeah. That's something they need. They need help. I thought about going for a receiver, but they've already got two guns. I know a lot of places say they want to upgrade a receiver, but I don't really understand why. Um, and none of these guys impress me as much as I love Zay Flowers. And, you know, I'm not big on Jordan Addison. I just don't see that being. I mean, Zay Flowers it's not, is a, it's not is a filling a real Tyler true need. What's that? Zay Flowers is a, is a tougher Tyler Lockett. Smaller. Yeah, so, so fast. We'll, right. But now, granted, I, we, you just did the same thing with JSN with Amon Ra, but I, I feel like but that's that was bit... that was a guy. Yeah, there's a there's a skill level gap there. That that's yeah. oh yeah, yeah. That, sometimes, like you said, that guy's just sitting there. You just have to take the best player available, and it, it's an embarrassment of riches. And when you had two first round picks, you, you're given you you have that. You just were handed Jalen Carter. Now you got handed this other guy. Well, you gave my Eagles Bajan Robinson, so I I understand what you're saying with the uh, the two first round picks. Well, that that's how you convinced me. Well, that's when you said that yeah. was this is a luxury pick where you got a whole nother one coming. Well, that 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 there is it right there. I'm like, okay, if I'm looking at it from that angle, then why not take him there? Why not make the best offense in football better? I'll tell you what, man. I, I can't believe that we didn't have a single trade. But more so than that, I can't believe that I actually feel good about how this has gone for the most part. And I don't agree with every pick you made, and I'm sure that you know, vice versa. But this, I could, I could definitely see it panning out this way. Yeah, I, I, we just we, we kept finding ourselves in places where what player makes me want to lose draft capital to move up? And right, and I think we we touched on this two like two three weeks ago. I don't know if it's on the show or just talking. We don't. We didn't see a lot of trades happening from even back way back then because it's like there's nothing that exciting that you're going to give up capital for, right? Like you said, got guy three through seven in every position is like the exact same person. So why would you give up draft capital to get a guy that's pretty much the same as the guy you're going to get three picks later anyway? There'll be very similar draft grades to guys um, all throughout this first round. You wrote all this um, down, right? Yes, I did. I have it on here. I'm going to do a screenshot of it. Sounds good. Um, so I am actually in the process of writing. I, every year I write a mock draft. Uh, I used to have it. It used to be published every year. Um, last year, my publisher, um, the ownership changed, and they're not interested in uh, fantasy sports stuff. So no big deal, but I continue to write it, and I will post it on uh, our Facebook page, um, I should finish by tomorrow. So maybe I'll post it tomorrow or which would be Sunday or Monday. I'll get it up there for, for your reading enjoyment. I will enjoy it. Excellent. Uh, thank you. Anything else before we get out here, Kevin? No, I like the way this went. Obviously this, it'll end up being nothing like this, but, uh, these are always fun to do. Oh, for sure. All right, folks, thank you all for listening. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, and even Twitter. I've fallen off here a little bit in the last week or so. I've been very, very busy in the personal life, but uh, I'll get a fire back up. And uh, thank you all for listening. Hope you have enjoyed the first 20 picks. We will finish uh, on our next show, which should probably only be a couple of days from now since we uh, we had a little delay here. But uh, again, yeah. thank you all for listening. You're great. Uh, we'll see you in a week. See ya.